Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The King of DC Media. Good evening, dear listeners. Welcome to another magnificent episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, my guests are Director Cody Jones and cast members Stephanie Alinder, Bill Bodie, and Jennifer Franklin from Bowie Community Theater's Vietnam War-based show, A Piece of My Heart, now playing at Bowie Playhouse, 16500 White Marsh Park Drive, Bowie, Maryland. There are performances on November 9th and 10th at 8 p.m. and November 10th and 11th at 2 p.m. and November 16th and 17th at 8 p.m. and November 18th at 2 p.m. You can find tickets at bctheater.com or email the box office at boxoffice at bctheater.com. That's theater with a T-R-E. So I see that everyone is on the line here. Let me go ahead and uh, bring everyone on the air. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Hello. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Cody, i got to start with you. So I know that... uh, Shirley Laro's script follows six women in the Vietnam War, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a lot of uh, timeless themes. So talk a little bit more about what the play is about and some of the themes that it touches on. Well, I think the basic theme that it touches on, it shows the obstacles and that these women have to go through, um, going in with the intention of helping these soldiers and being a part of America um, and coming back with dealing with the trauma that inflicts many of us when we go to war. And it's, I mean, we have women now that are in Afghanistan. I am a Saudi Arabia vet. So it reached my heart really close because we still go through the same thing. Uh, they used to call it shell shock. Now it's PTSD. But it's the same yeah. thing, and the actors, they bring it, these women bring it to life, and you actually see their transition of wanting to go and being enthused about going and then coming back and dealing with that in their everyday life. Yeah, PTSD is, is quite a uh, a burden for a lot of veterans. I I know some people personally that have been affected by that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to go to uh, Jennifer. So I know that you're playing Martha, and she was an Army brat. So talk about her her character arc. Um, With Martha, like you said, she's an Army brat, um, and she's been basically in the military lifestyle all of her life and basically saw how – grew up with her parents and her family talking about how great the military was and everything like that and – her parents were both in World War Two, and so she had that glamorous lifestyle that war is this great thing. And so she decided she was going at a very young age. She was going to be um, in the military as well. And essentially, when she gets over to Vietnam, realizes that she's way over her head, and this isn't what she thought it was going to be. It wasn't this glamorous dream. 
from her childhood and throughout she's just struggling to kind of uh, she's mostly struggling to try to stay on top of things and stuff like that mm-hmm. and try to mm-hmm. yeah 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 so Stephanie mm-hmm. I know that your uh, your character's kind of the opposite she's kind of a, have a, has a privileged background mm-hmm. so talk, talk about yeah. Whitney's uh, yes, character right. arc Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, Whitney is very different from Martha. Um, she's set up as a, as a, um, she's definitely from a privileged background. Uh, she says in the beginning she's a Vassar graduate, and um, I saw her as an only child, you know, with like kind of distant parents, you know, growing up as a young lady in the '60s, you know. Um, so I saw her volunteering for Vietnam, kind of as an act of rebellion almost uh to her to her parents you know wishes and um you know the the arc for her was was to to maintain some sort of normalcy in the hell that she found to be you know war and the aftermath of it and how you know difficult that was and you know the struggle that she goes through with that mm-hmm. yeah so now bill i know that uh you 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 play all kinds of roles, basically all the male <laughs> roles. So talk talk about that, and then some of the more prominent male roles that you played. Sure. Well, you know, I I I can't say that there's a story arc for any of the uh, any of right. any of the characters that I play, because um, you know, depending on how you count it up, it's um, it's upwards of twenty to uh, to twenty one uh, 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 characters. Yeah. But the author, the author was specific in having, um, in, in, in writing about having one um, actor, uh, mm-hmm. and this was Cody's vision as well, to have one actor, you know, play all of these parts because they, they are foils to uh, each of the female characters. They, mm-hmm. they help to illuminate one, one or another part of the, of the respective experiences that the, that the women had either over in Vietnam or or, or or when they came home. So, you know, it's ver- various, uh, you know, soldiers serving in Vietnam, author, uh, officers, fathers, um, different uh, professional agents that, that, that they deal with. And I think that, uh, you know, one of the reasons why the, 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 uh, the author wanted to have a, a single actor playing all of these characters was to show the sort of continuity of the experience that all of these very different women had in confronting the challenges of Vietnam and equally challenging the, the experience of trying to, uh, you know, come back home and, and reintegrate into American life in the, you know, in the late sixties and early seventies after having that wrenching experience over in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, now Cody, you have to yes. talk about the challenges of making the set serve the story because I know the set can be very involved. So talk about that. Well, it it was a suggestion by the playwright um, how the set could go, and she it it led me to different options, and I chose the simpler option, and they are platforms that go to different levels. And I looked at it as all of the actors, as they're transitioning to these different arcs in their life, there are different levels they have to uh, travel on. And so this is what I took them on. And the set 
the uh, the scene is very minimal because it didn't need that because I wanted them to explore their characters and make their character scene and not the the, the scene scene. And uh, so it was very minimal. And when we got it, they they had to practice going up and down the <laughs> levels because once we got on stage, it looked a little different when I built it through chairs. And once 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 they got on, <laughs> they were able to work it. So it was very different. But I they got it very quickly, and they understood and where they were supposed to be and what it meant for them to be on different levels. And that's what I needed the audience to see through them. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that because uh, some plays that I go to, it seems like they, they use the, I'm not sure if they're using the set to be symbolic. There's certain things you see on a set that don't uh-huh. make immediate sense. So, I mean, what's your take on that? Are you wanting to setting things up on the, on the set that are meant to be symbols? No, I, I actually wanted to set things that were um that there was nothing that anybody could relate to except for little ancillary things like sandbags so that you'd get the feeling of where you were in netting. Uh, But other than that, I didn't think they needed it because the story could tell itself, and I did not want to draw away from the actors presenting themselves, and I wanted them to stretch. Uh, Even with with, um, Bill, I knew it was a challenge developing different uh, personalities with each of these characters, but with the changing of his outfit and then becoming that character, they did everything they were supposed to. And also the actresses that are on stage, they're not just one character. Sometimes they come in and there are three or four different characters themselves, and I needed them to build on that and not depend on the stage and the way it looked to carry the story. That's the one thing I did not want them to do. And I think I sound good pretty well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're... Definitely. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So, uh, uh, Jennifer, I know that um, your character, you know, having the background, you know, uh, as an army brat, um, when you prepared for that role, did you find yourself uh, talking to people that were, were similar to that? Um. Well, yes and no. I grew I grew up in the military. Um, my dad was in the Air Force, so I mean I grew up living on military bases and and hearing those things and stuff like that. The um, so little background I did I did some background research after I got the part by talking mm-hmm. to uh, by talking to um, some other people. I talked to Cody, who was a who was a vet, who was also a nurse vet, to kind of help yeah. get a little bit of that mindset. Um, and I did a lot of different readings and stuff like that um of of other women of, of women's stories who served in vietnam and kind of gathered a little bit more of what they were going through and, and what they felt like and stuff like that yeah yeah and then and then, uh stephanie so talk about some of the the research that you poured into your role absolutely um yeah so it was actually uh, a learning experience for me just trying to figure out where Whitney fit in all of this um, because she wasn't in the hospital with the nurses' scenes. And then it finally clicked. I was like, oh, she's, you know, a Red Cross volunteer, so she was not doing that. So I had to figure out what the Red Cross volunteers did in Vietnam, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't know. Um, 
So I went to, you know, what donut dollies meant and uh, the kind of the stories, you know, um, from Google, of course, uh, about what donut dollies went through and the kinds of things they did and how they would go over and, you know, like on, on more individual levels, um, go out and try to give the soldiers some sense of normalcy, you know, like right before they go out on the front lines, go out in my groups of two, and that would be, you know, the pair that they travel in, um, which also gave me some insight in, as to the relationships that Whitney has within the play. Um, and I also looked up, um, Whitney has this piece in her intro where she says she was in provisional uh, junior league, and I, I looked at what that meant, and I was like, oh, is that like a section of the class? she was in, but um, it's actually like a, a sorority, but for like older, you know, women who are like out of college. Um, yeah. So reading about that and like the rules of that and how that's thing, you know, like that really gave me a lot of insight as to, you know, um, how she would carry herself and, you know, her demeanor. Um, so that was really helpful for me too. Hmm. Now, Bill, I gotta, I gotta ask you about your face. So many characters Talk about your costume changes. I mean, there must you must have had, I don't know, dozens of costume changes. Talk about that. Yes, I did. Uh, uh, and, and not just uh, 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 costume changes, but um, I had to uh, do some changes with accents and um, certainly at least try to uh, to change the um, the the demeanor. In one scene, I play a sergeant, a captain a major and a colonel all mm. in, the, in the same in the same uniform but having to sort of you know develop develop and 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 adapt according to the particular rank so you know that 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 presented a, a you know an interesting an interesting challenge but of course you know i mean the way i looked at it it was nothing compared to the the um you know the, the 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 depth of characterization and the the, the and the challenge that uh, uh, all of the the six female characters have in this in this role. It's almost like I'm playing with uh, with six versions of Hamlet because they, they all have wow. so so many so many soliloquies and 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 I just sort of come in and swim around all of those soliloquies. So um, right. you know while while I have. I have to do a lot of quick changing. It's 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 nothing in comparison to the psychological depth and the and and the rhetorical demands that are placed on 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 any of the actresses in the play. Yeah. Yeah. it's a very demanding script. It's a very demanding script. So Cody, you have to talk about that. How do you, as a director, I mean, how do you coach somebody like Bill, for example, who's doing multiple roles, as opposed to somebody who's just doing they're really pouring their Hearts out. I mean, I know the background is, is based on oral histories, and it's really yes. de- in depth. So, how, how do you how do you approach those two kinds of performances? Well, you know when when and it's funny when Bill came in for his audition, and it wasn't just him; it was given to all the guys who came in. I wanted to see how far right and how far left they could go in an audition, which is very unusual when they have sides. And I fell in love, and I can't say a whole lot more. I fell in love with the sleazy agent. (laughs) (laughs) But not many people would have fallen for the sleazy agent, but he was mine after he came out. And before then, he was an announcer memorial. And so that's where the difference came, and I knew then 
when I could see the announcer and then I could see the sleazy agent and he had on the same pair of clothes. I knew that this was the one, and I, I wouldn't have trouble. I just had to give him free reign, and it's like, this right. is what we want. He talked to me about developing certain characters. He went on different accents. He would ask me, well, how do you feel about that? And my thing is, I do a lot of realism when I'm with my actors, and while I do the traditional blocking that directors do, I also want my actors to feel comfortable when they're moving. And if certain things made him feel comfortable and it made him walk different, talk different, put a hat on different, then that's the character that I want because that's the character that's believable. He didn't have to yeah. act. He just had to be. Yes, I do sleazy very go. well. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lovely please, though. A lovely please. You know, and, and, and may I add also with the ladies, um, I could even say like uh with Stephanie, she did come from Vassar, but also Stephanie ended up being the flight attendant. She also be, uh was the radio announcer when they had a show and Jennifer she was she turned around, she was a drill sergeant and then she was a mother. So they all had their different roles, and I think they they fed off of each other, and they knew that they had to change everything. And even a pair of glasses that Jennifer had on changed her physically, her walk from the drill sergeant that she was she had just completed. Yeah, and that's those are actors that are dedicated. Yeah, absolutely. And so they yeah, make my job easy. Yeah, and it made my job easy. You know, I just had to worry about where to put everything. I a couple of times, I'm sure they looked at me, and it's like, okay, she's lost her mind, but it's okay. They stayed with me, Only and we got the we got the end result. <laughs> no, I did. All right. So now, uh, Bill, I got to go back to you. So uh, after the show, I mean, what's been some of the the fan reaction you've gotten? <laughs> yes, well, all, 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 all of my millions of fans. Um, actually, you, you know, I, I, um, I think I'm the, I'm the old man of the cast, uh, and um, I actually do have several friends of mine uh, around the, you know, Washington area. Some of whom, you know, are Vietnam uh, era um, uh, folks, either who's, who served directly in in Vietnam or who were, um, you know, in and around, uh, uh, during that, that period. And, um, you know, a, a couple of them have come up to me and, and, uh, you know, have, have um, you know, complimented the, 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 the production on the, um, the, the, the emotional, um, um uh, faith, faithfulness, uh, mm-hmm. to the, uh, to, to, to the era, um and you know there there were several folks who were in the audience i think last weekend who um who who actually had served uh in mm-hmm. uh, in in vietnam as um, mm-hmm. as a, 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 a nurses who um you know mm-hmm. were yeah who who were who, uh, who were very um uh, complimentary about the uh, verisimilitude there um but in general, I, you know, I, I, what, what I also really like is that, uh, you know, a lot of the feedback we've gotten is that it's, it's also a, it's a fun show, right? It's not a, 
it's it, you know it's it's not a, a a history lesson that just sort of is supposed to you know uh, uh, drag you through to eat your mm-hmm. spinach. You know there there's there's a, there's a lot of laughs. Um, there's some there's some great music in it. There's there's dancing, and I think it's a you know it's it, yeah it's a it's a great night out and it gives you a different perspective on on something that all of us mm-hmm. um, you know should 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 be very interested in. Yeah, and I just want to to hit on a little bit what Bill uh, had said. Um, even though the subject itself can be very harrowing and it can be very um, 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 intense, I wanted to make sure that I found some humor in the play, and right. um, I made sure that there is a little bit of fun time, so that you know you can't always leave an audience feeling so intense because it drains them, and I needed to lift them because, quite frankly, this is what happens when you are in war. It's not all mm-hmm. dragging down. And there are moments when they're having good times and they're sitting around and they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing inside the barracks, but they're having fun <laughs> doing it. And I wanted to make sure the audience saw that. It's like it's not all bad. They were having fun. <laughs> That's why they stuck it out. You know, one of the things that, the, uh, uh, you know, everyone I knew who served in Vietnam actually said to me was it was a horrible, uh, you know, experience for the nation. But there were also some amazing ex- uh, experiences individually that they all had. And many of them all talked about, you know, you know how much how much fun they had and how much, how deep the, the bonds were that they, mm-hmm. that, that they developed over there. And I think yeah, that, yeah. that one of the things about this play is that it shows that, you know, how, how, how deep the engagement was among mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, the women uh, uh, over there and, you know, how it was, how difficult it was to sort of replace that when they came back to the States after the conflict. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Stephanie, mm-hmm. talk, what was your uh, experience with the fans? <laughs> um, well, I made it out a couple times after the show, and um, they were nothing but complimentary. You know, they they said this was a really heavy show, but, that, you know, they felt that we did a really good job with it. And, you know, uh, the older generation was like, that was spot on. You know, you guys really hit the tone of it and presented it accurately and well and you know they they seem to have enjoyed it um <laughs> which you know it's it's a serious show so while we're up there we don't necessarily always have a lot of feedback from the audience but <laughs> hopefully that just means they're they're listening so uh it's really refreshing to hear that you know people are enjoying what we've what we've put together for them and that's been that's been really nice to hear yeah Jennifer how about you I'm saying I've pretty much had the same experience as um, as everyone else. It's been nothing but good reviews, and then we've had three standing ovations. Um, our our first three performances, which has been very um, heartfelt and felt wonderful to, to kind of see that they were that they were in, they enjoyed what we had put together and stuff like that. Um, I've also talked to other people. Uh, in the audience and, or that had seen the show and stuff like that, and even the touched on the person who Bill was talking about. She was a nurse in Vietnam, and she goes, "That story was 
very true, very real. It was, she's like, I, I experienced a lot of what you guys were talking about, which was kind of a nice thing to, to hear that we had that sense of realism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Excellent. Excellent. Now, Cody, now mm-hmm. uh, you got to talk about your approach to designing sound for this show. I mean, did your uh, designer hew close to the script? I know there's there's all kinds of sound uh, cues and, and effects going on there. I, I basically stuck with what was um, in the script. I added some sounds, some music that wasn't in there, but I had liberty because of what was written in the book. So I did my research also, and um, it it just seemed to flow. Sometimes you can get it, and it would just it would just flow. And all the sound effects, and we let them know how it would sound before we even got on stage. They needed to hear it so they knew how to react. And it just worked out really well. I had to have faith, and they had faith in me that I was going to pick the right sounds. And I don't know, I guess you would better ask them because, you know, what I'm picking, that's what I thought. But I think they react very well to everything that I've picked. Yes, it's the first Excellent. play that I've ever heard that both the Air Force song and Led Zeppelin in the in the same act. <laughs> quite uh, yep. Wow. Yeah. 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 Something for yeah, everybody. Vietnam uh, dramas have like there's a stereotype of uh, Rolling Stones, Painted Black, All Along the Watchtower, mm-hmm. Hendrix, and all this kind of thing. So it's like. Yeah, you do have expectations of what's what's going to be the sound, what's going to be the music. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that but I did want to had, go ahead. She also had John Coltrane in there, you know, which was sure uh, did. Oh, really? Which, yeah, which, I did. Uh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of and everything for everybody. Uh, I know, and the, and there's the uh, the character in there that's a singer. I mean, you have mm-hmm. her songs in there, too, so it's a lot oh, going on. Yeah, and I, I wanted to make sure, because I am a 34-year uh, retired veteran, that I played homage to the branches of the military. And so they, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, and the Army are all represented because I wanted to give them their respect for having been a part of my upbringing. Um, I'm Army, my son is Navy, my daughter was Air Force, and my dad was a Marine. That was, let me take that back, he is a Marine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Tempest. he never was a Marine. Simplify. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> you know, so that, yeah, so I had everything in there. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. So, Cody, you have to talk about uh, now, what was the outreach to veterans? I mean, did did BCT do anything special as far as as outreach? Um, I know they had contacted some veteran organizations. Um, I don't have a lot of information from there, but I know I have a lot of friends that are still on active duty, and they have showed up. I, uh, I retired, but they haven't. And so they showed up as friends 
um, but I'm pretty sure that BCT has reached out to the different veteran organizations, and I have no doubt that they will be up there. And then also you have to remember that um, sometimes it's still kind of hard for them to to deal with, and mm-hmm. a lot of the veterans of that era, they're in their 70s, and so mm-hmm. it's very difficult for them to go back and relive it, even though it's there um, on stage. You know, I, I just just think it's 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 difficult, but I'm sure we're going to have some. But yes. their age doesn't lend to it. I actually took care of some Agent Orange veterans when I worked at Walter Reed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was a young, I think I was the first lieutenant, second lieutenant. And so it was really strange to see them come in. And they were like in their 60s, and it was very strange to see what happened to them. So a lot of what I felt when I was directing this play was my memory when I was on active duty at Walter Reed. Yeah, yeah. And and it's it's. It was a controversial war. It's a political war. Yeah. Mm. It's just, um, God, it's just a very, very deep subject. Um, so, you know, um, one thing that occurs to me is that uh, if a play like this, it, it's good to, you know, you run into your friends and your and your and people you know, and you try to get them to come to shows. So it kind of leads me to ask about. Uh, uh, a commercial for this for this show. So uh, Jennifer, I'm gonna pick on you. So if you're <laughs> out and you're talking to a coworker or a friend, uh, what would be your? How would you get people to come to the show? What would you say? What what can audiences expect? Um, I've been telling people that it's basically um, a story about six women who basically go through hell and come out stronger on the other end. And it's it's a heavy show, but it's an uplifting show at the end because you you see these tra- these wonderful transformations that these women go these women go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing, uh, Stephanie. How about you? Uh, well, I would have to be up front and let people know first of all that it is a bit of a longer show, just so they know what to expect. Uh, and then honestly tell them that I, I believe it's worth every minute. Um, there are a lot of really powerful stories, um, and I think a lot of character development, and I mean, we we grew together uh, very much as a cast, and I think that that helps show the relationships between the people. And I'm not sure if we covered this, but it's not just a story about one specific character, though I believe the character Steel was written off of the experience of a woman that all the other characters are just kind of um, like compilations of the stories of, of women that went through this time frame of when Vietnam and, you know, um, all of us binding together, all seven of us uh, and getting to know each other and developing our characters together. I think that it, that we really, you know, do our best to, to, to give a powerful show. Well said, well said. Bill, what's your take on that? Well, you know, I I, I think that as you know, as a country, 
we have gotten away institutionally in our educational system and in our culture about really probing uh, our history. And I think this this is uh, a, 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 an example of how uh, we can take a fresh look um, at our history, but in mm-hmm. also in a way that is um, uh, that is entertaining and that's engaging. And by the way, this Sunday uh, is Veterans Day, and it's the hundredth mm-hmm. uh, anniversary of the uh, end of the of the First World War. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I've been I've been telling a lot of uh, you know folks that the, the, uh, that I know that what better way to you know mm-hmm. celebrate the experience of uh, you know our, our our fellow veterans and and folks in our our communities and our families mm-hmm. who've, who've mm-hmm. served in the military who know veterans to come out and see this play uh, on Veterans Day uh, this Sunday at, uh, at 2 p.m. It's not your only opportunity, but it's a terrific <laughs> one to bring home the importance of, uh, of Veterans Day and that element of our history. And, you know, if I can well, piggyback, Bill, this is mm-hmm. also the 50th anniversary of the Tet Invasion. Mm-hmm. And I make sure, yeah. and the people, you know, they ask me, well, what's the Tet Invasion? You know what I tell them? Come and see the play. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. I mean, that's a great, that's a great commercial right there. And so, uh, oh, and Cody, um, I guess we, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I, I was just laughing. No, Okay. <laughs> Oh, and so we're getting near the end of the show here. So, Cody, just uh, repeat again how people can get tickets. Uh, people can go to BC Theater with a T-R-E dot com, and you can click on tickets. You can pick your seat that you want, and I advise people once this gets out and word gets out, we're going to go to a sold-out moment. So gather your friends, hurry and come get your tickets, and afterwards you can go to many of the restaurants in the area and discuss what has not been discussed before. I guarantee, uh, like Stephanie uh, had said, it's a little longer than most plays, but it is so worth it. It will keep you on the edge of your seat. That's a promise. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, Cody, Bill, Stephanie, Jennifer, it's I really enjoyed this tonight. It was a real pleasure. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, thank you for inviting us. Absolutely. Y'all have a uh, great night and uh, good luck with the rest of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Terrific. Thank you, William. Okay, you're welcome. Right. Bye bye. Good night. All right, folks, um, before I let you go, I'm going to be uh, letting you know I'm going to be playing a song by uh, Nora Paradiso, and she has a song that I think you might like. It's called Caress Me, and I'll be playing that at the end of the show. But in the meantime, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Good night.
through. 